I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. Life the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. Like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome into LOTL, this is episode 83, we are back with you, day late, but not a dollar short, uh, because we are celebrating a big Browns victory today, Uh, yes, there was a lot of controversy around yesterday's game, yes, you've probably heard everything, you probably saw it last night, and uh, you're probably sick of talking about it, like we are, so we're going to focus a lot about uh, our experience, because... Uh, Jordan went to his first Browns game yesterday and sat firmly entrenched in the dog pound. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the game, what it means, beating the Steelers, uh, all that good stuff. Jimmy's here via Skype. What's up, Jimmy? It's good, boys. Happy to join you. Yeah. Good old Kent, Ohio, after a long 10-hour shift of work. Ah, at the, uh, what's, what's, what's your apartment name? The Providence. Oh, the, that's right. The Providence. I almost, have, I almost have Providence House, but that's like a, uh, that's like a, children's uh, shelter or something in Cleveland. <laughs> Might as well be. There's a lot of children that live here. Well, hey. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy watched the game as well, so we're gonna talk a lot of Browns today. Uh, just kind of a react, a uh, combined episode. Uh, we usually do a Browns post game show, but obviously, uh, with the game being on Thursday night. Uh, and ending so late, uh, I know me and uh, Jordan, we got home pretty much around like 2 in the morning last night. Yeah, it was pretty late. <laughs> uh, so there was no way that I was doing a post-game show last night. Uh, I got three hours of sleep for work today. Uh, as you guys can probably hear, my voice is still kind of gone. Uh, it was like completely gone last night. Um, so, But we're pushing through, and uh, we're going to get the episode rolling here. So it's going to be a little bit different, like I said, for the episode today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Browns. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, a brewery tour that Jordan went on today. He hit up some Eastside breweries. So he's got, I don't even know what he has, but uh, we'll talk Ooh. about it in a couple minutes, uh, what our beer of the week is. And uh, we'll crack into those. And uh, we'll get into some of our normal topics as well. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess I kind of talked to Jimmy and talked about how he is, but Jordan. How are you? I'm good. Let us I, know the beer of the week and yeah, what you did today. Certainly. I'm good. Um, it was a much better week this week than was last week. Um, and I, I also had today off. I took it off. So that's always nice to not have to work that um, Friday. And it, I had, a, like you said, I did a little self-guided East Side Brewery tour again. Um, and I'm excited to talk about those beers later. Uh, and I really enjoyed the Browns game I went to last night, which was actually my second NFL game ever, uh, first Browns game ever. So we'll talk more about that when we talk about the Browns. Um, but it was a good time, and let's talk about the beer of the week. So I actually have two. We got? I have two here, but I'm gonna focus on one. Uh, I okay. might actually, I'm actually putting that to the side, and we'll do that for later. But this one right here I got is a crawler. You know, one of those uh, big cans that you can get. 
the fresh beer from uh, breweries. Yeah. So I got a 32-ounce crowler of Boss Dog Brewing Company, Eastside Brewery. It's pretty cool place. Um, Where's it at? It's on Cedar Lee Road, kind of around where that theater is yep. in that area, uh, Cleveland Heights. Boss Dog Brewing Company's uh, Dog Pound Brown. So I figured it'd be appropriate to get something like yeah. this since we're talking about the browns today. For sure. It's 5.2%. It's a brown ale, pretty typical, like a Newcastle, but I'm, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm assuming it's a lot better, but it's in that yeah. vein. It's in that same vein. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, cool, too, because we've had a lot of people tell us uh, that we need to... Hit uh, up Boss Dog, yeah. Well, not only that, but uh, just more east side places in general. 100%. We're all from the west side, so... So we like, we're like we a little oversaturated with west side sometimes. Right. So but, I'm going to pour us a pint of this. Here, listen to that pour, everybody. Oh, yeah. We need like and some... It's, uh, we need, we like need some, some ASMR music. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how this tastes. Um, what is that, by the way? What is... It's... ASMR. It's like a trend on like YouTube where people just make sound effects and it's kind of weird. Is it like whispering? Yeah. Stuff. Like, hey, did you oh. see that? Did you see that? Cur- well, Jimmy, you probably know a little bit more about what that is. You. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not into it, but I have friends that are obsessed with it. It's so so annoying and so make it so uncomfortable. It's very it's weird. Cool. Is it like it's very strange? Like not to be like, like, graphic or anything, but it, is it like sex related? Like what is uh, that? I don't know. Is it? No, it, it's literally... It's not like a fetish or anything like that. Right? That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's most Sorry. Dark. Sorry for all you listeners out there. Wait, what did... What did... People, they buy like these high-quality microphones. Okay. And it's just mostly, if it's on YouTube, it's a video shot. It's like their nose down to their mouth. And they just try all these different foods, and they chew and spit into the mic. All right. So this, is, this is 100% a fetish. And it's I... So, <laughs> all right well going back to the beer um we just had our first sip real nutty cheers real, jimmy yes let's clink those glasses it's cheers. real it's real nutty malty i guess would be another word to use real malty uh do i taste a little cinnamon or some spice maybe i don't know maybe some sort of spice like it's it's a I dollar i don't taste cinnamon but yeah it's not cinnamon it's not like a like christmas a or... it would be like if you strip out the strong spices of a christmas ale that's yeah. kind of what i'm tasting here yeah. might be the dumbest take ever it's but just a brown ale is. isn't it yeah it's a brown ale yeah yeah dog pound brown by uh boss dog brewing company boss dog shout out boss dog yeah uh i just went there today i'll be talking a little bit more about what i felt of the yeah. overall experience um yeah that's our beer of the week Cool. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, let's talk about the game here. Let's do uh, it. Let's let's, let's just this jump what, right in. What everybody wants to talk about, what everybody wants to hear. Uh, first, I just want to ask you, Jordan, about your yes. first experience at a Browns game. Yeah. Some things that you liked, some things that you loved, some things maybe that you didn't like. Um, you know. Certainly. Or did what your impressions were? Yeah. Based off of like maybe what you've heard from Browns fans uh, about going to a game or have seen on TV, like watching the Browns, compared to actually yeah. being there? So, overall experience was very positive, I would say. Uh, I haven't been to an NFL game since I was five <coughs> years old. Uh, we visited friends in Arlington, Texas, and they were Cowboys fans. They took us to Cowboys Packers. Uh, I don't remember anything from that game other than there was a big fight um, in the parking lot. That being said, 
my first Browns experience was 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 very positive. I would say, I I guess I I just haven't even experienced an NFL stadium or the right. energy. My first impression was the energy. Walking up was pretty awesome. I don't know what the name of that street is. Walking up to the West stadium, Third. West Third. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of what you see in like England, where the fans will all march down. You know, they weren't really singing because that's not necessarily an American thing, but right. people were chanting the Browns yeah. chant. You know, here we so, go, Browns. Yeah, here yeah. we go. The energy Pittsburgh was socks the, the, on the, en- home. the energy was in the air, yeah. like you could feel it. And 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 walking up to the stadium was one of those like oh moments. Yeah. Um, but you know, the stadium itself, it's a very stripped down stadium. It's nothing glamorous, as everyone knows. Right. Right. So that I've been there before for a soccer game, and I knew what to expect as far as that goes. I was not expecting. The lines. This might sound silly, but being, you know, as someone who's gone only to basketball and baseball games in my life, I have never waited so long for a beer or to go to the bathroom before in my life. So that was weird to me. That was one negative, perhaps, but I don't know how you fix that. Like, it's just, there's just people. Especially when you compare it to baseball and uh, basketball, Mm. the the venues are smaller, but it's a lot less people. So, like, a basketball right. game, you're looking at twenty thousand people. Right. A baseball game, you're looking at thirty-five thousand people. On a good night. Yeah. On a good night. Uh, yeah. Browns. There. I mean, there was. I think capacity at Brown Stadium sixty-eight thousand, and there were right. sixty-eight. Oh, that was, there was there. It was full capacity. There was not no a doubt. single seat. Uh, yeah. That was one of the things that I. One of the two things that I was most impressed with. The other one is the fact that there was like no Steelers fans there. Yeah, there was like maybe. Usually, one, that one, stadium like, for Brown Steelers games is overrun by those. Yeah. I almost dropped an F bomb. <laughs> Those friggin' yellow towels. I will say this: that was probably one of the more exciting things I saw. I was not looking forward to those towels and yeah. hearing those people talk their crap. Um, to see only about maybe one percent of the stadium, Pittsburgh. Yeah, maybe that was awesome. Yeah, I would the say Brown, I would yeah. say definitely five percent and under. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was a little more than one percent. Browns fans did great. Uh, it was a little bit of nervous energy throughout a lot of the game. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a great experience to wrap this up. The dog pound was awesome. Everyone around me was they all knew we weren't regulars, of course. Right. And they were super friendly. Didn't treat us weird or anything like that right, at right. all. And they were I I had such a fun time down there. I, I thought the only yeah. thing that I thought the only thing that was weird was when uh, uh, you came down uh, after going to the bathroom. You had two beers. Uh, in your hands, and you went to sit down, and you knocked over that yeah, that well, random that, that random full, <laughs> ra- not only it wasn't an empty, it was a random full Bud Light bottle yeah. that nobody claimed. Yeah, either someone was lying because they were embarrassed or something, but there someone put a Bud Light under my like you know on my seat, and I, did, I just <coughs> didn't see it, and I just tried yeah. to I like tried to sit down briefly, and I spilled yeah. it everywhere, and I was so frustrated right and i felt so bad because it went all over the section of the guy next to me and he was yeah. super cool nicest right. guy ever right and well, i right, i ended I, up going to get once, towels once he, right? once he once he realized like yeah like you said that's not mine i don't I, know i, I don't I know who put just that didn't there. even see it yeah. yeah and it was a full bottle full. too yeah, yeah. we say full it was one of those aluminum yeah. Bud light bottles and it was full i'll say too real quick it's a waste of nine dollars oh i know i'll say real quick it was i was really worried about the cold I don't know if it was the alcohol combined with yeah. me dressing well or the energy in the stadium, but yeah. I, I didn't really. There was a few times at the Not end until where late, yeah, late in the game, the I was like, "Whoa, I'm feeling that a bit." Yeah, yeah. But overall, that wasn't even a problem. Like yeah. the game was so enthralling for the most point, I didn't yeah. even notice. So Jamie, yeah, good, good experience. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Jamie, how was the uh, the how did the atmosphere feel watching it on TV? Well. <clears throat> 
the um at this uh like Browns Backer Bar. It's called um Water Street. Okay. In Kent. And they had that Browns watch party. There's a ton of people there. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But um yeah, it was a crazy environment, people were going nuts. I wasn't actually at that bar towards the end of the game when you know what happened. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's awesome. I every Browns game I've seen so far this season, I've been at home or I've been at work, just kind of watching on TV. You're on mute, but just to be around like in a bar, this atmosphere with this Browns team, it's it's something I've never experienced before. Yeah. In my lifetime, at least. So it was a lot of fun, uh, and I can't wait for. December first, when we play him again, I literally can't wait. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's gonna be insane. That's gonna be. I, 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 I have I, I, I have some I, thoughts on that. I too, tw- I tweet. I mean, I I tweeted this when we were still at the stadium, and uh, it was before the game was even over. Like the rivalry's back on. No, oh, I'm not just saying that oh, as yeah. a as a uh, you know delusional Browns fan. Like, not only was that there was that was there that fight that was you know we'll get into that. But the Browns thoroughly kicked the Steelers' ass last night. Oh, like that game, yeah. like it's it's a full it was a full on blowout. If the Browns' kicker would have made those two kicks, mm-hmm. and they would have won twenty seven to seven. Right, and they had opportunities for more scores. And the only reason why Pittsburgh got close to scoring at all the entire game was because that ridiculous drive with all those penalties. Oh yeah, and some of those questionable. Uh, of course, they got a roughing the passer in that. Yeah. Uh, so, but but anyway, uh, but Jimmy, have you ever been to a Browns game before? Yeah, I've been to uh, what's like four or so. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't been to one in a few years. But, okay. Um, definitely trying to go back sometime soon. But yeah, not, not as good as seats as you guys had, that's for sure. Oh, I don't know yeah. if we'll ever get seats like that yeah. again. Though. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were second row in the dog pound, pretty much right behind the uh, um, the field goal uprights. So yeah. that was that was fun, especially because. Uh, I mean, it sucked he missed those kicks, but Austin yeah. Seibert missed those kicks, and they were coming right at us. Yeah, he missed them really bad, too. Oh, like, yeah. Really bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about uh, his ability to kick in the cold. He came from Oklahoma, and uh, uh, he's, he's been perfect so far, but it, it's, it was colder yesterday than, than it's ever been probably in a game that he's played in, and he missed them both, and he missed them both badly. He hit all of his extra points, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, Dan... I think we need to dive into the to a little bit of the juicy controversy. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about it. So um, there was a, as everybody knows now, obviously it's been plastered all over news, uh, social media, and uh, you know sports media. It's one of the more dramatic rounds of viral <coughs> social media I've seen in a yeah, long Yeah, and time. I think I think, and we'll get to it, but I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, the over uh, sensationalizing of our culture yeah. uh, now. Yeah. Like like like. Let's let's just let's just start off with this. I want to talk about the fact that people were saying like, "Oh, uh, Miles Garrett uh, attempted murder last night." Like, are you kidding me? So ridiculous. Like, like really? People calling for him to face criminal charges. Yeah. Like, like it was get funny. out of you know here. It's so is, is there was so much. There was so much of that last night that uh, uh, Cleveland reporters actually went to uh, the. Uh, like Cleveland Police Station, or whatever, and interviewed like uh, that is so dramatic. And asked, and they're like, "This is why people like, hate journalists." Like, like, <laughs> like city prosecutors were like, "No, there's, like, there's nothing that he could have, like, uh, been charged so with." Stupid. Like, it's ridiculous. 
Like, people act like this is the worst thing that's ever happened on a football field. Albert Hainsworth was uh, playing for the Tennessee I think it was either the Titans or the Redskins. Yeah. He ripped off a guy's helmet and then stomped on his head with his cleat. Like, what Miles Garrett did yesterday, yeah. It was bad, but it it wasn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, he used used his helmet as a weapon. But, like, did, did, did Mason Rudolph get hurt? No. Like, he could he have? Yeah. 100%, yeah. But, like, yeah, for, no, like I, it's just... I, I, you, you know, like, a good example of that, you know, Adam Schefter or whatever. Oh, is, what a clown boy. First of all, he tweeted, I've ne- No, he said, like, something like, I've never seen this before. And I'm like... Or, no, he said, he said, he's something like, never before have I seen something so awful on the football field. or something to that effect. And Wait, I'm does like, he not have a brain? I, there's this one guy I love. He's a Spurs fan and a New York Times writer, and... He subtweeted him, and he was like, uh, "I'm pretty sure I've seen stuff like this on the football field before." Right, and, and he wasn't saying he wasn't even like saying it was okay. He was yeah. just saying, "Uh, it's football. It's okay." Right, like we've That's seen what I'm brutal saying. Like, the violence over, before. Like, <laughs> dramatization of just people, <laughs> exactly. especially in social media, who are just trying people to get love that, that stuff. stuff, man. People like, love that. Like stuff. this hap- this this almost the exact same thing happened actually in a Texans game about ten years ago. Where I don't remember the guy's name, but no, I know who you're talking the about. The defensive lineman uh, ripped yeah. off the offensive lineman's yeah. helmet and swung it at him and hit he him. Met. He, I thought he missed. No, that was oh, he did hit him. This okay. multiple okay. times. Okay, because I know I thought the Texans guy. Oh, he must have been the one that hit him then. Yeah, because it has happened before. Like, I know. Yeah, not, I know yeah. the time you're talking about because like I looked up all the all these mm-hmm. things, and uh, like I didn't chart it out. To see, Look, like, cool, I'll say as a neutral. I'll say as a neutral. I'm not here to defend Garrett's actions. But, and I, I'm pretty sure you're on the same page too, but I think if anyone can't comprehend the idea of the heat of the moment, right. it's already a violent sport. Yeah. And if you look at what Mason did ahead of time to instigate this whole thing, like there's not many men on this planet who wouldn't take a swing at a dude right. like that. And the, uh, the weird thing here is if he would have just took a, like punched him, like hit straight up, I don't think he gets suspended as long. Right. I think it's the fact that he used the helmet as a weapon that came that 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 added the whole you know gear suspension, maybe even more. Hopefully not, but maybe even more. Yeah, um, I, I said it. I was talking. I was talking yeah. to people at work today, and uh, I was saying I much like I much rather would have loved to see Miles Garrett rip his helmet off, toss it away, yeah, no, yeah, and, we, then, <laughs> and then and then and then just throw a punch. I, it could have been the hardest punch he's right. ever thrown in his life. Right. But. The whole, the whole, the whole narrative about this being as bad as it is is him ripping off his helmet and using it as a weapon. That's Correct. the biggest part. Like fights yeah. happen in sports all the time. Oh, 100 percent. Like, like, and like with Adam Schefter, like he tweeted, he tweeted one word: assault. Period. Like so dramatic. So ridiculous. Adam has he never is watched so, a baseball game? Adam Schefter is a, so dramatic. Has he never watched a baseball game where a batter charges the pitcher after getting hit, and he like, <laughs> right. and he uses his batting helmet? Like, right. what's the difference there? Is he get suspended for the whole year? No, he gets suspended. No. He might get suspended two games out of a 162-game season. And I'm not, like you said, I'm not here to defend Miles. I, I'm i not even upset with the suspension because I believe it is warranted. I, I think he should uh, probably not play another down this season. Yeah, but unfortunately. the, like, ridiculous... Uh, the ridiculous... I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but over sensationalizing no, of what happened that's last exactly night. what it is and the, we've been seeing this the last few years with and it's all it's all it all happens on twitter by the way 
I just want right. to throw that out there. Right. Over sensationalization. Every little thing is so dramatic. And oh, I can't believe he said this. I can't believe he did this. And it's and yeah. nobody puts things in perspective. Again, I don't think there's many people on the planet, except for the most obnoxious Cleveland fan, who would defend what right. Garrett did. Right. Right. But and, and even and even so, like I feel like. I feel like if they did it, they would do it in a joking manner. Like, oh, he's right. one of us now because he's trying to take out the Steelers, like something like that. Like to give you an idea how dramatic Schefter is, is it Schefter or Schefter? Schefter. He just he tweeted earlier today, random man just walked past Oh, me, I saw this. Didn't say hello, didn't break stride, and simply said they should throw him out of the league. Well like shut I mean, go jump off a go jump right. in a lake. Right. Like, come on, man! Stop being so dramatic. This yeah. is this is what I'm talking about. This kind of stuff is so stupid. Oh, this is this is a tweet. I, I he said, Miles Garrett. He shows the video of it, and then he said, with no other context, right. just shows the hit. Right. He says, Miles Garrett doing the unthinkable and unimaginable. What? I did you not watch Ron Artest in the at the Malice at the Pat? Like, have what are you talking about? That is, <laughs> come on. It's ridiculous. Jimmy, what did you think? Did you did you see it? Uh, oh yeah, I want funny stories. Um, oh, we're all about funny stories. Yes, <laughs> the last ever, uh, I was at, at a bar and I was in the bathroom, just you know, minding my own business. Yep. And I hear just everybody going crazy. I'm like, wait, what happened? I'm like, I thought it was 30 seconds left. Like, what? Honestly, what possibly could have happened? So I walk out there and I see. Um, a replay of whatever Pouncy, his first name is, just yep. kicking his <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa, I'm like, what happened? Why are you kicking him in the head? I'm like, what could he have done? And then they show the replay. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, that's probably not good. Um, But yeah, just Twitter, just being Twitter and just blowing everything out of proportion. Like, I understand, you know, I, I agree with the suspension, I, I guess. Uh, like, people making it out that he should be a criminal or this is. No salt charge. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's kind of so stupid. Go back ten years or whatever it was with Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan. Oh yeah, that whole thing too. That? Like, that oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Where's the brawl? Yeah. So helmets out. They were throwing them. Yeah. Those, those two. For those who don't remember that, uh, those two ripped each other's helmets off and then just started fist fighting. Like, yeah. Like. Like neither, like like neither that. of them use their helmets as weapons, but it's 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 essentially the same deal. Um, but, but like the main thing that I wanted to talk about and get into is the problem that I don't have an issue with miles getting suspended. I don't have an issue with the length of the suspension. I really don't because what he did is unacceptable. You can't do it. Unfortunately, there's nothing. You can't do it. Provoked or not, you can't do it. Right. My issue is how, uh, Mason Rudolph is being, uh, is, is is being talked about as like a victim. There's so many words I want to describe Mason Rudolph, but it's not in within the stanzas of our uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, starts with a B is one of them. Uh, there's just like so many things about him that are so annoying. I fully understand. He, uh, okay. So he didn't necessarily do anything to be suspended for the whole year. No, but you can't. Do you can't aggravate a giant like man who's way bigger than you and like do something so aggravating, like try to rip it, which he was trying to rip his helmet off. Yeah. Dan, you also pointed out he was trying to hit him in his groin. Yeah, like those are times. Those More are than right, once. those are two really they're like I there's no I, I'm not a violent man. I've never been. 
Yeah. I've been in, in two fist fights and like both of them were really, really egregious things. And like I don't I'm not gonna get into details, that's not the point of this, but like I fully understand why Garrett wanted to react. Now right. he right. really probably did in the worst way he could have possibly done it, but if you can't comprehend the fact that Rudolph was essentially trying to start a fight that he couldn't finish, right, and then you know is trying to play victim, oh, this what, what was the word he said? He described it as he, uh, he said it was Bush League and, Bush League, and yeah. Miles okay. Garrett was cowardly. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What? What about what he did was cowardly? Like stupid? Yeah. Stupid. One hundred percent. I don't think it's cowardly. cowardly. I don't think it's cowardly it's at all. Yeah. So, so this is this is the actual. Uh, occurrence of events that happen like people just like to think that miles garrett just just un uh uninhibitedly just ripped off mason rudolph's helmet and bashed him over the head with not it. at all what happened so miles garrett uh mason rudolph throws a pass and miles garrett's trying to sack him he, he he takes him he takes him down he doesn't drive him into the ground in fact mason rudolph actually landed on top of miles because of the way he tackled him <laughs> so then uh rudolph tries to rip off his helmet like literally gets his hands in yeah. underneath the bottom of it and tries twisting his head and ripping it off. So that number one set Miles off first. Number two is when Miles grabbed his face mask, Mason Rudolph kicked Miles in the in the groin. Yeah. So then I think that's the part that completely enraged Miles and he mm. ripped it ripped his helmet off forcefully. And then so here's the here's the thing that I, I think makes Mason Rudolph culpable in this whole thing. Uh that should have been the end of it. Absolutely would have been the end of it if my, if if Mason Rudolph just gets up and goes over the ref like, hey, are you gonna like throw a flag or something? Rip my helmet Which, off. And sure, you know what? Which would have been I, fine. I, you know what? Throw a roughing the passer. Sure. Yeah, no, here, that's here, fine. That, that, yeah. That's, but but here's the thing that here and, and this isn't this isn't uh, defending Miles Garrett. What this is is explaining the events that occurred. Mason Rudolph after he gets his helmet ripped off, then charges at Miles Garrett. Right. Right. Without his helmet on. So Miles Garrett is is being held up by two of the Steelers uh, linemen, right? And at that right. point, they're trying to play peacemaker. They're not to be fair know, to them, not, yeah. To be they're fair not, them, uh, right. you know, they're not pushing Miles. They're trying to kind of push him away to get him away from the situation. But but Mason Rudolph charges at Miles Garrett, and you can see on the picture it's all over social media. He tries to uppercut. Miles Garrett in the midsection, or the you can't really see it, but it looks right. like the groin midsection area, mm-hmm. and that's when Miles Garrett <laughs> took the helmet and swung and hit him in the head with it. Right. So to to so for and then for Mason Mason Rudolph to go in his post game press conference and call it bush league and cowardly, like dude, you kicked a guy in the junk, you then tried to punch him in the junk. Right. How in the world are you gonna call somebody else bush league or cowardly? Right. And the thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is none of this happens unless Mason Rudolph starts to to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. So right. while I agree with Miles Garrett's suspension, what he did was inexcusable, can't do it, can't explain it. His six game suspension is I, I think justified. Um, the fact that Mason Rudolph is gonna get out of this without any sort of suspension to me is absolutely yeah, that, that, ridiculous. That's honestly the part too, because like it's pretty clear that Rudolph tried to take his helmet off. There's no doubt he there. He instigated the entire and then he thing. He also he also literally pushes his cleats into yeah. uh, uh, he pulled the Draymond Guile, Green to, on Stephen Adams yeah, to to to, to, to Giles <laughs> to Garrett's uh, crotch, 
And, and, and like you described later, he also swung at him again. So, like, I'm not saying that he needs to be suspended for the whole year. I'm just saying he should maybe get a game. No, I, I'm going to be completely like, honest with you. Yeah. I wouldn't be even bringing this up right, right. now. Like, right. I, I still, number one, think he instigated it. I, number one, think that he enraged Miles Garrett with what he did after right. Miles took his helmet off. If they would have come out and said Mason Rudolph is suspended for one game for his involvement in the altercation, right. I would have been like, fair, good. Because, because he was, you know. Because my, he... Miles obviously deserves the most of this of the yeah penalties, and, but I, to but to not name Mason Rudolph at all in this is by the NFL right. and their statement uh, announcing right. the suspensions is ridiculous. I agree. I want to say something too uh, before I say a, a maybe I don't know a maybe a hot take I don't know Ooh, I'll have, I have something coming up in a second Fire! but <laughs> I want to get your opinion on this too though. It's so unfortunate that it was Garrett that did this because he's right. easily one of the more respectable and like right. cool dudes in the whole NFL. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's one of the nicest guys ever. Like, I've run into him at the park before with Teresa. Like, he's mm-hmm. such a personable guy. Like, yeah. and and not that I know him because I don't. Right. I'm, I'm not even pretending that I right. know him. Uh, but from what you hear from the media and other NFL players, yeah, he's a tough dude on the field, but he's a nice guy. Like yeah. he's not, he's not like, an, what's his, uh, uh, Indom- what's the guy's, uh, Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue. He's not like that. Yeah. He's not like Harrison or any, any clowns like those guys. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and it's so unfortunate this had to happen to him. Uh, again, it's his own doing, so right. I'm not trying to, it, you know, it, he right. did it, but it's weird that it had to be him that lost his mind like that. You know? Yeah. So one of one of actually the the faults of um, not 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 exactly faults, but one of the things that Browns fans and and uh, national writers and stuff thinks that holds Miles Garrett back from being like the dominant best defensive player in the league, like kind of like Aaron Donald is, is that he's not mean enough. Yeah. I I I don't think that's a crazy. And here's take. something I I wasn't gonna bring up because I really don't have anything to back this up. This is like like you said you were gonna bring up a hot take. I have it in a second. This yeah. is a hot take for me mm-hmm. about just kind of wrapping up my feelings on this whole thing. And I told you this as we were walking uh, away from the stadium. Yeah. I'm convinced Mason Rudolph said something derogatory to Miles Garrett. I, uh, you know, almost everybody I've talked to uh, has said the same thing, and we don't know that yeah. for sure. But I, you have to wonder if yeah. there was a little more. And I'm waiting for the full. I'm assuming there's going to be an investigation still. Yeah, from I the mean, NFL. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that'll ever. It, right. If that if that's true, I don't think it'll ever and, come and, to light. And, and and the type of guy that Garrett is, I don't think he's going to be out for revenge or anything. No. I don't think that's his style. So he might not even say that if that's what happened. But right. um, I do want to get into my hot take though, Ooh. and this is so I'm a little concerned. Oh, from yeah. <laughs> I'm a little concerned from the Brown statement, the official statement from the owners and and Dorsey, and some things I've heard from other players. I'm a little concerned. That due to this moment, this is going to derail the positives that have been going on for the Browns. Which, by the way, can we also talk about how they finally beat the Steelers oh, in, yeah. in dominating fashion? Fantastic. You know? So, my hot take is this. Good morning! Exactly. So, my hot take is this. I think this can be a huge positive for the Browns moving forward. There's no positive in Garrett being suspended. No. And just in the same way that if he would have broke his ankle last night, there's no positive in that. But the positive is you can use this to y'all's advantage. So you go to Pittsburgh, you know the fans are going to be over the top. You know they're going to be booing every say, you know. 
Which they should. I mean, well, that's yeah, what they. That's, that, that's, that's going to be a crazy. Right, that, they should do that. To right. be fair, that's what that's that's they're doing their job. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know that the Pittsburgh team is going to be, they're going to be on edge, and they're probably going to do a couple dirty things throughout the game. Sure. So I say, <coughs> the Browns need to come into that game. They know their talents. They know their abilities. Play their game, and they need to take those hits. Baker's going to get a couple rough, maybe several roughing the passers on him against yeah. him. Take it, take it, and get that first down. Right, and you take you make them look like idiots yeah. because they're going to be all dirty and like if you play your cards right, they're going to get penalties against well, the steer- them, and, the- and you know the refs are going to be ready for that. Right. Well, the Steelers are notorious. I mean, right. Like- not, not maybe necessarily the players that they have on their roster now, but if you go back and you look at like James Harrison back in the right. day, I mean, he's, notor- he's one of the dirtiest players Oh, he's players one of the ever. worst players of all time uh, for that kind of stuff. So my hot take is that, and then also, this can kind of be like, a, I don't want to say funny, but it can also be like an, a, a, a rallying. I mean, the Pittsburgh-Cleveland rivalry has been so lopsided. Yeah. This, the imagery, oh, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. The imagery of... Garrett doing that to Rudolph is kind of funny, yeah. and like it can honestly be used as like a rallying. You yeah. know, the, it's this is a dirty, ugly rivalry, yeah. and it's back to being that way. Yeah. And use this to your advantage. Beat them again in Pittsburgh. What are they going to do then? Right. Nothing. There's right. nothing they can do. You beat them twice. I, I think there can oh, be, be so sweet. a weird silver lining here. Yeah. Is the Browns need to come in and be cold-hearted here? Don't be all. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, go at them. Beat them. Take yeah, them down. I think uh, I agree with what you said, and uh, I think that's up to the coaching staff and the players. It's up to the coaching staff to right. motivate them in that direction to have that bunker mentality. Like exactly, like, hey, ev- set it right to the like, coaching. Every, like yep. everybody, everybody thinks that we're like this di- because of this one incident. One incident. Like this, now they're a dirty team. We're like right, this yeah. dirty team, whatever. <laughs> so everybody's gonna be talking crap about us. Everybody's gonna be embracing counting us out. Embrace the embracing it. Well, I. I feel like if you if you embrace the hate, you are going to become that dirty team, and well, I don't want okay, the Browns to I, do I that. Understand that. Well, I'm not saying that like, the Browns need to, to react on the field. I'm just saying yeah, fans. I'm I think, about the fans. They I need think to they need them. to be motivated by shutting people up. Yeah. And I think they've the last two weeks they've kind of started that because before the last two weeks we've gotten these wins over Buffalo and Pittsburgh, they were pretty much back to being the NFL's laughing stock. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came in with all this hype, and then they started two and six. And uh, everybody in the NFL is like, oh, they're back to being the same old Browns. But winning these two games against these two winning teams and, you know, their their uh, their chances of making the playoffs are still a big long shot, but at least they're, they're kind of still back in it. Right. Uh, because certain teams have lost in the AFC, and it it's opened up a wild card possibility for the Browns if they keep winning. Now, if they win against Miami this week, which they, which if they don't win against Miami this week, that's I'm going to be, I'm going to lose that, my yeah, mind. That's just their own. But if they, right. if they beat Miami this week, they go to five and six, and then I don't know who Pittsburgh plays this week, but um, they, if if Pittsburgh loses this this next week, they'll be five and six too, right. and that game becomes basically an elimination game. Yeah. And talk about talk about ratcheting the rivalry back up to another level is playing against the Steelers in a. Um, you know, de facto yeah. elimination game for the playoffs. That'd be something else. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think this should be a rallying point. Um, I think they should rally around this. Uh, and you know, hopefully, they're able to and uh, continue to play well. So yeah, and I'm not saying that to like encourage bad behavior, but 
Let's be real. Some yeah. of the winningest teams in sports history are very dirty and have had dirty sure. things. Uh, one one player that comes to mind is Sergio Ramos. For uh, sure, they Real Madrid fans love Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Sergio Ramos is one of the dirtiest players on the planet. I'm right. not saying Browns need to do that. Right. Don't don't miss my point here. I'm just right. saying. Or you like know, Draymond. Draymond Green, one of the dirtier players in the NBA. Bruce Bowen, one of the dirtier players. He actually probably might be the dirtiest player in the yeah. NBA. Uh, but, you know, there is that edge that sometimes needs to come. And if this is the spark that keeps a rivalry going, move on. Just move on yeah. and, 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 you know, and take the humor from the situation yeah. and then take the motivation. I think you're right with the coaches need to instill this in the players to be, to be right. cold-blooded right now. Well, that's that's the that's the biggest question, and the the question in that is, can they do it? Because right. you know this, especially the head coach, but this coaching staff has been much maligned with their decision making this year, and right, that's, that yeah. being being the main uh, culprits of the team being four and six rather than like six and four, seven and three. Because you know, as we've talked about numerous times throughout the season, and I know I have on the post game show where I've called for Freddie's job after losing right. to Denver, this. <laughs> The Browns are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. There's yeah. no denying that. But they might have one of the stupidest coaches. Oh, I yeah, unfortunately in the yeah. entire NFL. Just just and uh. and to I like the edge that the Browns played with yesterday. I thought it was a little reckless. With well, the uh with the ejection of Demarius Randall because oh, of the helmet to helmet hit. And then this that. whole thing. Uh in college football, they use they use the term uh, lack of institutional control, mm-hmm. where you know a college program is basically just chaotic. Right, and I think that's very fitting to uh, how the Browns are right now, and it's yeah. up, it's up to them to, to straighten this out. Maybe this is a wake up call for the organization to be like, hey, we can't we cannot represent ourselves like this. Yeah, so it, it's a fine line because, like you said. We want to use it as a rallying cry. We want to play with an edge. You know, we want to shut up the haters. Mm-hmm. But you can't be reckless. You can't be out of control. I thought at some at certain points last night, yeah, did, did a lot of calls go against the Browns? A lot of you know In that one drive, yeah, right. Yeah. But the the helmet to helmet hit on Demarius Randall, him getting ejected, was legit. I mm-hmm. you know I went back, I saw all the highlights today, and yeah, you the, can't. I, there's you, really no denying that's kind whether, of whether I don't think he did that on per, purpose. No, yeah, yeah, you're not even you saying can't that, do that. But like, it's just it's it's you know it's there's yeah. some plays where you did, did the player mean to do a dirty <coughs> thing? No, yeah. like Marisnik sliding into uh, Luke Roy. Uh, yeah. I don't think he intentionally meant to. Yeah, you know, but it was reckless. Luke Roy, but it was a bad play, yeah, and he reckless. deserved the suspension he right. got exactly. Jimmy, uh, quick question for you, uh, the MR, the MRI, the MMA guy. Uh, so Miles Garrett, are you there, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Miles Garrett's been hanging around with Stepe a lot. Uh oh. Do you think his MMA training had anything to do with what he did last night? And uh, what do you think Stepe <laughs> thinks of his form on his uh, overhand right? Is a nice overhand left? I think it was overhand left. It was a right. Was it his right? Yeah. With his right hand? Yeah. Yep, it was his right arm. Shit. I need to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy was at a bar. Jimmy was at a bar last night, so he, he doesn't know his rights from lefts when he's at bars. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough as it is sober. Um, let's see. I'm going to say no. Uh, I What you were saying about... Uh, Rudolph possibly saying something derogatory. I just don't think it's in his nature to do something like that. And um, 
Uh, I, I don't know. I just it's definitely out of character. That's the last person I could ever see doing something right uh, that violent. I guess. Um, and Stipe, what do I think he thinks about it all? I bet he's proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's going to support him. And the Browns team, while they put out their statement, and Freddie Kitchen said at a uh, teleconference today that. That yeah, we don't condone what Miles Garrett did, but we're still going to support him. He's still a member of this organization. Like, even though he's not going to be involved in anything with the team the rest of this season, like, he's still one of their guys. So, yeah, I just I I, I wanted to get that angle from you. It just it just makes me so upset how they make him out. I know you already mentioned it, making Rudolph to be the victim. Like he, he started right. everything. He just did so much. Uh, like just we nobody recognizes what he does or what he did. Right. He started the whole thing and just his little press conference. Ugh. Oh, that infuriated me. Seeing on my timeline. That infuri. That... You know, have you seen the video of it, Jordan? What? I have not. Oh, okay. he's smiling as he calls. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, he yeah, calls that. Garrett yeah, yeah, yeah. Bushley and yeah. a coward. No, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I don't really put up with bullies or. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, dude. You're playing the NFL, man. Just get out. It's unbelievable. Um, Soft. Yeah. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Soft. Uh, All right. So let's let's put up a a bow on this. Um, I I think like we all we we all agree the suspension for Miles Garrett's probably reasonable. Um, Can't can't use the helmet as a weapon like that and hit him so the fact that he actually connected with it is the part that makes it worse than <laughs> i really else. wish so bad he missed because oh, I know. that could be a whole different story right it, it would have been like he he may he might have still gotten suspended because oh, he would have certainly been a, yeah but it would have been just a couple games right and it, it would have been that what if like you know what could have happened right. if he connected with him like you know what would have happened um but hey i'll say I'll say, uh, you know, you know how they taught they. Well, Jimmy will know this. You probably yeah. won't. Uh, you might. Maybe. Um, in MMA, they talk about how good your chin is, like how good you can take a hit, and uh, and not like go down, like how good your chin is. I he didn't get hit in the chin, but I will give this to Mason Rudolph. He's got a he 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 has a pretty good chin because he took a solid shot to the top of the head <laughs> with that helmet, and it didn't do anything to him. Yeah. So. And this is a, and this is a guy. This is a guy who earlier in the season uh, got laid out so bad it looked like he almost died. <laughs> you remember that when they I don't, but they I had so it. so he got hit in the head and he was unconscious on the field. Oh really? And well, they, they had right. yeah they had to uh, take off his face mask and he and he walked off the field with just the helmet part without the face oh, mask. Oh, I did not notice that. Or and see that. yeah, he missed a couple games. Wow. So. So anyway, yeah, just just uh, putting a bow on that. I think the suspension for Miles Garrett's warranted. I think it's ridiculous that Mason Rudolph's getting nothing and is and is basically being completely blameless. Blameless. And it's interesting. You see all the hot takes from uh, fans and writers and stuff. If you if you search like on Twitter or you see like you watch the sports uh, um, sports shows this morning, a lot of former players. Or like, wait a minute. Let's talk about both sides here, right? Right. Let's he, not just. He, he, we're right. not just. Let's he, just. He, okay. Yeah. What Miles Garrett said, and, and it's a lot like what we're saying. Right. Miles Garrett's not innocent in this by any means. Yeah. I mean, but. But he's let's, also not. Let's just, not sit here. Let's not, not sit here. An unprovoked, like crazy yes, person. Absolutely. Right? Let's not sit here and say that. Right. He didn't start it. 
So, and that's kind that's kind of sophomoric and kind of like middle schoolish, like, oh, my, Mason Rudolph started it. But the fact right. remains, this does not happen if Mason Rudolph right. doesn't try and rip right. Miles Garrett's head up, helmet off right. first. Because he was mad that he got sacked. I actually right. kind of hope my, uh, Mason Rudolph would have been able to get his helmet off. Because a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's, it's easy to hit a guy with, with, uh, without a helmet on if you have your helmet on. Right, right. Like, get, get out right. of here. It's so stupid. But... <laughs> Anyway, All right. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's that's enough of that. We said we our gotta, piece. Browns win. On. That's uh, the big story, and that's that's the good. Browns win, good and uh, as we were chanting in the dog pound in the fourth quarter yesterday, Pittsburgh sucks. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. All right. Always good when they lose. So top five. Yeah, let's run through our top five real quick, and then uh, do a little. We'll, we'll talk about brewery, your your brewery tour brewery review. Yeah. So. Um, Jimmy, I told you about the top five. I know you might not have, uh, and we've already done this top five, but this is kind of like a like uh, an updated, like an updated one. So, do you have a top five, Jimmy, for us? Pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a top five. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, top five pizzas in Cleveland. Um, pizza places. Pizza places. That's true. Number five for me is Nunzio's. Uh, this is kind of cheap pizza, and I, I kind of felt weird putting this it in here. It is cheap pizza. But I actually really like Nunzio's, and I appreciate the the well the affordable price, and it's really tasty it cheap is good. pizza. So I wanted to throw that in there because I appreciate it. I appreciate what they do. Yeah. Number it four. Be, it isn't because it's your girlfriend's like favorite pizza? It's actually not, but that she has gotten me into them. I'll say that. Number four, Sauced. This is a place near my play, my house in Fairview Park. They do wood fire pizzas. Uh, I really respected how kind and how, um, what's the word? How above and beyond the the guy who I guess owns it was. He mm-hmm. one time we went there and he said he didn't like the way he cooked our pizza and he's like, I apologize for the wait, but I'm gonna get you a new one. And I was like, okay. Uh, I really appreciated that and I think they made good pizza overall. Um, I've enjoyed their 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 pies. Number three is Gen- Gentilly's. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? So you brought this over one time. I really like this. I have only had it one time, but I was so blown away that I have to put it in as number three. It was so delicious, and I cannot wait to have it again. Well, it's good for you because you're lactose intolerant. Exactly. So they had like the yeah. focaccia one where there's Just really... the red focaccia where it's yeah. literally it's, it's focaccia bread. Right. Crushed tomatoes, uh, yeah. garlic, and then uh, oh, so like good. oregano and a couple other spices. So tasty. Number two is Harlow's. I still think that's one of the best I've ever had. Neapolitan style. A little pricey, but it's worth it for how much effort they put into it. Very ta- delicious pizza. And number one is Il Rion. Um, it is a place that me and Dan have really come to like in the last few months or more, I guess, than that. But Il Rion is great. If you haven't been there, you have to go there. It's so good. That's my top five. All right. Jimmy. Yes, I feel kind of like uh, an amateur, or as Rudolph would say, Bush League, because I haven't been to too many crazy <laughs> hey pizza, hey. pizza places. Um, so, I mean, I have a few like good ones, but, you know, a couple are chains, but nothing wrong with chain pizza, I guess. Nope. Right? If we were going local. Especially if you, um, especially if you grew up in, in the burbs. You know, you know how it is in the Ville, Dan. That's right. Uh, all right, let's start at number five. Um not so much that the pizza is amazing. Uh, I mean, it's okay. Just growing up, this brings me back to like you know my childhood growing up. 
my family would always get this every weekend or whatever it may be. We go to Sparrow. You know, they had that Sparrow pizza at the mall. It's like I said, not really about the taste or the quality <laughs> of the pizza. It's just something that okay. I remember. And it's like, very Who are you, Michael Scott? Oh, yeah. that's a funny joke. I get that. I know. Hey, I try to preempt it. It's not about the quality. Why are you the way that you are? But we're going to move on from that. Honestly, right, every time sure. I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. Sorry. All right, thanks for stomping on my dreams. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Great American Pizza Company. I remember last time we had this you top talk- five. I brought yeah. This up. Yeah, you talked about this. I still haven't had it. It's really good. It's in Brunswick. It's yeah. right by that uh, movie theater uh, in Brunswick, whatever it's called. Hickory Ridge, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually do like pepperoni, sausage, green pepper, mushroom. Nice little supreme za. Yep. <laughs> I yes. suggest it. Number three. Three, I'm going to say Angelo's. When you guys took okay. me, I've oh. only been that one time, but it was so good. Um, I don't know. Something about it, maybe because it was discounted, made it taste better. You know, <laughs> uh, number two, again, don't make fun of me for the chain, but growing up, I don't know. I had such a fascination for, get ready, Donato's Thin Crust Pizza. Okay, okay. I like Donato's. Oh, there's something about thin crust. It's like my absolute favorite. I will take that nine times out of ten over a deep dish or traditional any day of the week. I agree with uh, that. I do love uh, thin crust. Thin, crunchy, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, and the number one, it's actually a local place here in Kent. It's called Lucci's. Ooh. It's a um, really small pizza shop right down the road for me. Uh, we got it all the time last year. I haven't had it too much this year, but um, yeah, Little tiny mom and pop joint. Interessante. Uh, makes a good za. Bring y'all here. Have some pizza. Some luchis. Sounds legit. That's it. It's very Italian. Okay. All right. So uh, here's the only list that matters. Uh, <laughs> my top five. Uh, number five, Vincenza's downtown. Um, I, have you ever had a Vincenzo's? I still never had Vincenzo's. Vincenzo's, I love Vincenzo's because uh, there's a, um, they have a variety. So it's it's mainly like a New York slice place, but they also have like deep dish. They also have um, like square slices and uh, it's just really freaking good. It's family owned. Um, they have weird hours, but uh, when I worked downtown, uh, I would go there for lunch all the time. Um, number four, Pizza 216. Um, I still love their pizza. I've never had a bad experience there. And wood fire pizza is my favorite. So um, I definitely like theirs. Uh, number three, Edison's. Love Edison's. Uh, that was part of the Paul Brown pizza challenge that we did, or that I did uh, earlier this week. Um, Got to go with the pepperoni. Got to put the honey on it. Um, not much better than that. Have you ever, have you ever heard of that, by the way, Jimmy? Putting honey on pizza? Never. <clears throat> so, uh, Edison's pepperoni pizza has like 400 pieces of pepperoni on it. Like, it's insane how <laughs> yeah, much pepperoni so they put. Much. So, to help like cut through the, the, uh, the saltiness or the whatever of the pepperoni, they give you two like Smucker's honey packs or whatever, and you just drizzle, uh, honey over the pizza. And it tastes really freaking good. 
Interessante. Yeah, see? Hey, he's got the lingo down. <laughs> Interessante. And then number one, just like uh, Jordan's, uh, I think it's the best pizza in Cleveland. And I voted that way on the upcoming uh, video that Paul Brown's going to release for his pizza challenge, Il Rione. Uh, There's not much really for me to say about it. It's the best. Go there. It's in Gordon Square on West 65th, just north of like Brunuts and XYZ. Um, it's the best. So It really is. It really is. Life. All right. Well, Jordan. Yes, sir. Let's talk for a little bit about uh, what you did today. <coughs> yeah, so. Talk about where you went, uh, what you thought of the places, uh, your favorite beers from yep. there and all that good stuff. 100%. I'm taking advantage of some of these days off I've taken for, for on some Fridays uh, coming up. End of the year stuff. You know how that is. Yep. Um, and I have been trying to hit up some obscure breweries, or at least to me obscure, that I wouldn't hit up on a, on your average Friday night. So one of the the first one we went to was the Jolly Scholar. Um, the Jolly Scholar is a basically a bar in the some sort of student section in Case Western Reserve yeah. University, and it's really grown in the last few years yeah they make their it's, own it's, food it's turned more into like a brewery yeah right? exactly well it is a brewery yeah it's right. straight up a brewery right. now they make their own food and they're a brewery they had yeah. 22 beers on tap wow i was blown away it's i like, it's I, like platform status I, w- I was blown away i said are these all your beers and he's like yeah we have 22 on tap i was like oh my goodness so i obviously didn't try all 22 i had two ipas uh, I the first one I had was uh, just like a traditional American IPA. Forgot the name of it. I apologize. But the second one I got, and I have a little mini crawler here, is called the Will Tear Us Apart, and it is a New England IPA. Very delicious, six point eight percent. I really enjoyed it. It was very tasty. Teresa had um, a different. Oh boy, what did she have? It was uh, sour. She had a sour. And uh, I also sampled, if I remember correctly, uh, like a Pilsner they had. Hmm. But overall, pretty solid beer. They make their own food there, and it's very good. I highly recommend. It's kind of hard to park. So here's the thing. The Jolly Scholar is not easy to get to. It's in a very busy part of that whole section. Yeah. And it's a little difficult to find parking. If you want an Uber, that's probably your best option. Or if you can find street parking, which is nearby, and it's usually available. It's worth a stop. Mm-hmm. It's worth a stop. I got my book, my brewery passport stamped. I think it was great. I've been there two times now, um, and I, I recommend the food as well. It's very tasty. Um, the second brewery we went to was uh, Boss Dog. Um, obviously, we talked about this earlier because yep. this was the beer of the week. Boss Dog is a very modern-looking restaurant-style brewery. I mean, it's a brewery, but it's 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 a restaurant as much as it's a brewery. Um very very minimalistic very you know modernized in interior um their beer was good that i sampled i had their pilsner we've had their brown ale i also sampled a fruit ale that Teresa got Mm -hmm. and i sampled a wheat that our friend taylor got um that was very tasty so that being said boss dog is on taylor one with you guys yeah yeah for yeah for yeah yeah taylor yeah we'll uh we'll hang out with him he's been on the show yeah shout out he's a good guy is uh He's a great guy. Um, so yeah, it, Boss Dog Brewery is, is a very, very solid brewery. It's not, um, 
it's not brewery focused and, and what i what i mean by that is when you go there it's not like platform or some of those other breweries where it's just about the beer like they're yeah. very into their food right and i didn't have their food but taylor which said is something you don't fan. see a lot of with right. breweries nowadays right and taylor said he's a big fan of the food they make it from scratch from what i understand and it looks like it's a great uh great menu so if you're on, if you're near Cedarly Road in that uh, part of town, I would give it a shot. It was a great experience. This beer, this brown ale, was delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and the pilsner I had was delicious. This wheat was good. I have nothing bad to say about their beer. Um, yeah, give it a if you're in the east side. There's a lot of cool stuff on the east side. I know we're more west side people, but there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Uh, overall experience, I really like the Jolly Scholar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just because it's like a campus bar or what, but that really made an impression on me. Boss Dog was great. It was a little too formal for my taste uh, as far as the, ex- the atmosphere goes, but the beer, I have nothing but positive things to say about it. Yeah, um, yeah that was my, uh, my little mini Eastside Brewery tour I did today. I was hoping to make it out to the Cleveland Brewery. It's called. It's one. Of, it's actually the smallest brewery in the city. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't open till later, oh. and I had zero time to get out there because I was yeah. busy with my grandpa before that, and I, you know, I right. wasn't gonna rush my grandpa visit. <laughs> right. To you know, just goof around. So, um, one day I'll get out there as well. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's that. So you you also like in the last couple of weeks have gone out to other. East Side breweries like Willoughby and Correct. what was the other ones? Uh, Brim. Brim, that's and right. And Goldhorn. Well, we went to Goldhorn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had I, him on the show. Yeah. Right. Um, out, of the, out of the ones that you've been to, which one's your favorite? Ooh. I'm going to have to probably go with Willoughby because mm-hmm. Willoughby Brewing Company is, in my opinion, a perfect brewery. It's yeah. got everything. you got food. you right. got the industrial building, the look, the, you know, the brick. Great, huge, you know, a pretty big building, but not like overwhelming. And the beer was great. Yeah. And I think Willoughby's a great city. Um, a close second would probably be Jolly Scholar, just because I was so impressed by the amount of beer they had and how good their beer was. Yeah. But I would say Willoughby first. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I also don't consider Goldhorn now that I mentioned. I don't consider them East Side necessarily. I, I think they're, they're just downtown. Yeah, they're East Side of downtown. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. also phenomenal. So yeah. I don't want. Oh, I love. I don't want to. I just sure. don't consider them necessarily East Side. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, Jimmy, you didn't get to partake in the beer of the week uh, this week because you're down in Kent. But what's the uh, James Pasarczyk beer of choice at the moment? What What do you uh, What are you into What are you into the most right now? Uh, okay, right now, at this very moment, it's water because Jimmy enjoyed himself a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I'm, so if you if you if you're like, man, I could I could go for a beer right now. Like, what what are you thinking of? What are, what are you thinking um, about? I'm thinking some Great Lakes. I almost got that yesterday. Oh. I've been really uh, in the mood for it ever since I went to first pour. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. One drink, and I'm like, oof, I forgot how good this stuff was. It's been a while. Not that I ever drank before I was 21. How would I know? So. <laughs> So 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 when you say Great Lakes, you you mean the the Christmas sale? Yes, correct. Sorry, Christmas cool. sale. Um, yesterday, what's up? No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, you good? Uh, I had a I had Blue Moon yesterday, except it was uh, iced coffee blonde. Ooh, what? Yeah, I didn't know they was, made that. Uh, very interesting to say the least. Not the biggest fan. But yeah. I'm happy I tried it. 
if I had to go for any beer right now, 100% be the Christmas ale. Wow, you're in the Christmas spirit. You know what you should try is, uh, uh, since you're into Great Lakes, Great Lakes, uh, Ohio City uh, oatmeal stout. Oh, yeah. Good beer. That's really good. Stout, really that, good. That was at the store. I almost, I almost bought that. It's, That's it, good, yeah. though. It's one of the easier to drink stouts. We'll, defi- we'll definitely do that as a beer yeah, of the we, week. Do uh, need, we need to do it. We haven't done a stout. Well, because we got, well, that and when we got to get into like the holiday type. And I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it's a holiday. I mean, that's when they release it, so 100%. I consider it a holiday type. No, beer, it is. So. It really is. So we'll talk about that. But uh, anyway, that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Uh, like I said, a little bit of a uh, weird episode because we're kind of combining <laughs> yeah. LOTL and the post game show as well as doing it a day later because the Browns game was on Thursday night. Um, so uh, yeah, that's our take on the Browns game. Jordan had a blast at the at his first Browns game, sitting in the dog pound. Highly recommend. I loved it as well. Um, and, uh, that's that we gave our takes on Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett, that whole thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously we just talked about our top five and then Jordan's East side, uh, brewery tour. So, uh, that being said, um, we, uh, just want to give a quick shout out to Steve Stefano who's running a marathon tomorrow yes. in Virginia. So go Steve. go Steve. Uh, if you hear this before you run, um, Check out tomorrow for his third installment of his journal series, uh, chronicling the lead up to this marathon. And how to run one if you're yeah. interested. Yeah, for sure. Steve actually uh, just told me that he uh, suffered a little bit of setback injury-wise Ooh. for his marathon. He thinks he might have strained or uh, or worse one of his calves. So he might not be able to finish the marathon tomorrow, but he's going to give it his best effort. He's still going down there. So um, shout out to Steve on that. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Uh, we've been tweeting, or I have at least, been tweeting incessantly about the game last night. Not just the <laughs> game, but the fallout. Um, so follow us there. Um, check us out on one of the platforms you're listening to us on, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, give us a like, a follow, a review, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no Browns game this weekend, so no post-game show. This is the post-game show yeah. for the weekend. Um, and uh, we'll be back normally on uh, Thursday next week. So One but, last. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last one before the break we're going to. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. Okay. One last thing before we go. I'm real excited about next, week, next week's episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We will be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Brian Devers. Um, he's a cool guy. He runs. He has his own business. It's like a video production business. Um, and he also runs and directs videos by the name of Cleveland Beer Snobs. Yep. If you've never heard of these before, Google on, or go to YouTube and, and search Cleveland Beer Snobs. They're fun videos where they have locals try blind test, try local beers. Yeah. So it's kind of right up our alley. I'm real excited to talk to him about it. And we're actually going to do a blind test, um, next week as well. So nice. With oh, we beer. are? That's what we're going to do. I'm going to have, I'll figure out a way to have a third party bring a beer for us. And then we're going to do a blind test on the air. Because that's, you know, kind of what they do. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm real excited. Brian Devers, he'll be on the show next week. Can't wait. Cool. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. That'll be next week, uh, more of our normal time. So uh, we'll get out of here. So uh, for Jimmy, Don, and Kent, shout out, Jimmy. Jimmy. 
uh, for Jordan, who's right next to me, who experienced his first Browns game yesterday. Uh, I'm Dan. You're listening to Living Off the Land, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Good morning! Good afternoon! And good night, Pittsburgh! Bye, Jimmy.